0: Our babies develop at such different rates and there's so much information out there to support us in helping our bubs to develop. From tummy time to touching and feeling everything they come into contact with, our babies learn so much and develop so quickly in such a fast period of time as we know we see it day in day out. Today we're finding out about babies' sensory development and why it's important. To find out more, we are talking to Becky Hughes from Baby Sensory Australia. Hi, Becky, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you very much. Thank you for having me along. Now, can we kick off with a basic question? What is sensory play and why is it important for development?
1: Okay, so we all experience the world through our senses, through um, the five main senses of touch and smell, taste, sight and hearing. And stimulating our children's senses and our baby senses help them to develop their thinking and language skills, social skills, emotional and um, physical skills. Basically, it's great for all-round development. So through sensory play, children get to naturally explore um, their environment. Um, they use basic scientific processes while they're playing, investigating an object, using their senses to find out how it feels, um, how it tastes, or how it smells, all of those kind of things, and discovering new sensations. And every time that a baby or a child experiences um a new sensation via their senses, it starts to create new brain connections in their brain. So all these new brain connections that our children get over their first three to five years are a direct result of their experiences and their sensory experiences. So at birth, well, from birth to 12 months old, a baby's brain actually doubles in volume as a result of all the experiences and new connections that have been made as a result of those experiences in their brain. And from birth to three, it actually triples. So you can see it's a massive period of brain development for um, for our babies and toddlers. At birth, the sensors, some of the senses are quite underdeveloped. And as a result, they depend on experience, promote that development through those uh, first years, especially in, in that very first year of um, seeing a baby. So really, giving babies as many sensory experiences as possible is really important. And, and all children learn best through play through exploring what interests them, from having the time to explore resources, look at them, feel them, touch them, smell them, everything really. And play's also a great opportunity for us as caregivers and parents to spend time with our children, which obviously helps with their emotional development, but also helps with... Bonding and babies and children feeling really strongly attached to the caregivers in their lives as well.
0: It is such an amazing time how quickly they develop. I know at that young age everything seems to go into the mouth, which is the development um, of their taste and how they explore things. Do the senses develop differently at different times from birth?
1: The development doesn't start at birth, it's, it's already happening before our babies are born. So from eight weeks in utero, the sense of touch starts to emerge. At 12 weeks, it's a taste of, um, the sense of taste and smell. At 14 weeks, they're starting to learn about their movement and position within the womb, which is the beginning of the vestibular system um, starting to develop, and, and the sense of proprioception, which is, it's, it's kind of a, it's not quite a sense, but it's it's almost like the forgotten sense. So proprioception is understanding where our body is in space and time. I know if you've ever had um, an itch on your leg in the middle of the night, mm. you know where to scratch that each, even though you can't see it. That's proprioception, you know where your body is in space and time. At 20, between 21 and 25 weeks in utero, babies, um, hearing is starting to develop and they will actually start into sudden noises that they hear in the womb. Plus they're starting to know their parents' voice and vocal patterns. And they, they have actually shown that babies turn their heads to, towards familiar voices in the womb and that familiar voices are calming influence after birth. I remember, um, when I had my first child, my son, he was crying after he was born and my husband went over to him and started talking to him. And he immediately calmed down. He was recognising that familiar voice.
0: Yeah, yes. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. Um, And then at 26
1: weeks, the vision's really starting to come on. And babies in utero will start to turn towards the light. They can recognise light and dark. So that's all in the womb. Once babies are born, as you can see, some of those senses have started developing much earlier. Um, And, for example, the sense of touch is very well developed at first. That's why a loving touch and cuddles and that kind of things are really important for babies. But conversely, something like vision is is quite underdeveloped at first. So babies, when they're born, can only see a range of around 20 centimeters, which matches when they're being held in our arms to then um, your face when you're nursing them. So so that's about what they can see, and they're also drawn to circles, which is mirrors really things like the human face, the nipple, things like that, which they obviously need for survival. So touch. Smell and taste are um, quite developed at birth as well. So there's been experiments that have shown that babies at birth can actually turn towards the smell of milk and especially their mother's fresh milk they can can discern because when they've been in the womb, the amniotic fluid is influenced by the mother's diet and the smell and taste of that is what the baby's been smelling and tasting while they've been in in the womb. Um, And they will recognise the smell and taste of the amniotic fluid. That smell and taste, uh, sorry, the food also influences the um, smell and taste of the mother's breast milk. So they will recognize the familiar smells that they smell and tasted in the amniotic fluid in their mother's breast milk. And they've done experiments have shown that babies in the first few days of life not only can turn towards the breast pads soaked in breast milk, they can actually turn towards their mothers versus other nursing mothers which is just amazing
0: it is amazing isn't it it shows how nature takes over and babies develop as I guess as they're meant to
1: yeah definitely
0: but because there are some senses at first that are less developed like vision the successful development I
1: suppose of the vision really does depend on the experiences that that child has after birth Mm -hmm. make sure they're building all those useful brain connections associated with vision and it's not meant to you. There's nothing, you know, amazing that you you have to do to make sure they've got really good vision development. But it's things like getting outside, seeing um, leaves moving on the trees, seeing things at different depths, um, close and near, watching moving objects. Really, the biggest devices is avoid too much two-dimensional vision, which is things like TV. The first few years, but I mean, I'm not going to say never had have your children in front of TV. We all need it at some point to get a shower and and yeah. and things like that. In terms of vision, lots of varied visual stimulation is, is the key, really.
0: So what does it look like? Can you give us some tips to promote the stimulation of senses at
1: home? Of course, no problem. Some really simple things to do at home. So if you've got a very little baby, finding um, an object that's red, ideally, or, or any kind of brightly coloured object. So babies at first can see, can see colours. Um, but it's the bolder, brighter colours that they can see and contrasting colours. So that's why a lot of baby toys have got black and white and red for newborns because that is the contrast they can see. All the pales and pastels, they find it much harder to discern until they're in the later stages of their first year. So although they look lovely from a sacral point of view, they're not actually the best potentially for um, developing and stimulating their baby's vision. So if you've got something that's nice and con- contrasting colours, you have baby laying on their back. And you can move that slowly, about 20 centimetres away, so that magic 20 centimetres uh, in your can see, from left to right, and encouraging babies over time, as they learn the skill, they start to track that moving object as it moves from left to right in their field of vision, and they'll be able to track it with their eyes. and can follow it with their eyes. So when babies are born, their eyes don't work well together. You might see that they're a bit jerky, um, yes. but it's important that the eyes do work smoothly together because that's an important component of developing binocular vision and depth perception um, because we take in slightly different views of the world through our different eyes. So just moving that slowly left to right, over time it will encourage babies' eyes to start to track um, together nice and smoothly. And that will also encourage them to turn their heads, which is also very good for strengthening those neck muscles as well. Um, And also for um, starting developing that vestibular system too. They're learning where their head is in space because their head moves their vestibular system, which is their balance and coordination, which is governed partly in the inner ear. The movement of the fluid in the inner ear, they'll get that and start to work out where their head is in relation to their body too. A really simple activity that actually works on lots and lots of different senses. You can also do that on tummy time. So I know a lot of people say that tummy time is really, really Tricky with babies, we get told yes. by healthcare nurses that our babies need lots of tummy time, which which they do. It's really important for developing the strength to go on to crawling, which is again really important stage of development for coordinating the left and right hind sides of the body. But a lot of parents don't like putting their babies on their tummies because they feel like their babies don't like it. Someone once said to me, "Tummy time for babies is kind of like us going to the gym. It's uncomfortable <laughs> and we don't like it, so we moan." Which I quite like that analogy. Tummy time doesn't mean just put your baby on the floor on their tummy and walk away um, and leave them there for five minutes. It can be as little as 10 seconds at a time. It can be on a, um, as long as it's supervised, it can be holding a baby on a gym ball or something like that on their tummy and rolling them from side to side. It can be laying on your back with your baby on your tummy. It can be, oh having baby laying so they're on the side of the bed so you're sitting with them, you'd never leave them alone doing this, but, so they're laying on the bed and you're sitting at their eye level so they can see you, lots of different ideas for coming time but also using pots and toys as well and so getting down with babies. they like to be hearing you and seeing you another really good vision one for little babies, I said black and white smooth contrast so simple yes. black and white pen pictures, so you draw pictures with black and white, you don't necessarily need to go out and buy a black and white book for your baby you can just draw pictures with a black sharpie or something like that on white paper um, and talk to your baby about them. Helps, that helps develop their language skills as well. Um, older babies, a good thing for vision is to roll balls. So sit in in the living room and roll balls across the living room so they can see the ball going from far away to closer to them and then closer to them and then far away. So that's really good again for that depth perception and eyes to those eyes to, go, to work together. Um, As I said before, getting outside so they can see the trees blowing in the wind. Um, I mean, that's a great sensory experience in itself, feeling that wind on their skin. Or even going outside in the rain and hearing the rain on the patio. That's an amazing sensory experience for our babies. All these things that we just take for granted. And all the time talking to babies about what it is that we're seeing and we're feeling and we're experiencing. So they may look, obviously, they can't talk back. Um, mm-hmm. But the more you explain, the more you talk, the more they're going to pick up language skills. And they may not know what the meaning of the word is, but they start to associate the sounds of the word with the experience and the feeling. So kind of a dog doesn't know the word walk means walk, but it knows the sounds in the word walk and knows what's going to come next. So it's kind of the Mm. same with babies almost. If you're starting to teach them the sounds in a word and what that means, what that word then then associates with. So there's some vision ideas. Hearing ideas, um, sensory bottles are really great. If you've got any old plastic bottles uh, around at home, filling them with pasta and rice, um, boxes, hops, anything you've got around that make a different noise when they're shaken. Mm-hmm. Um, always making sure that you glue the lids down so that baby can't undo them um, by accident or, or somehow. But they're really easy, cheap ways to teach babies about the different sounds that different things make. And also just making music with the babies. Uh, you know you don't have to have an orchestra's worth of, of instruments at home and um, babies love to shake and bang it's a way that they learn about cause and effect so if i do this then this happens and it's a way that they learn start to learn especially older babies seeing that they have an effect on the world as well often a difficult time in the day is trying to get dinner cooked so maybe for older babies having a drawer in the kitchen or a cupboard in the kitchen that's just for, that they can access so obviously we from a safety point of view, we all lock, off, lock up all our kits and cupboards and things like that to make sure babies can't hurt themselves, and that's really important. But maybe leaving one drawer or cupboard that is theirs, that is full of things that they can play with, and plastic pots and old plans and wooden spoons that they can get out and they can make music and release that tension of frustration that they, you know, they might be feeling. We all know how good music makes us feel. And making music is a, it's just great for all around brain development. The whole brain just lights up with activity. On that, I used to find five about three o'clock in the afternoon with my boys. It was kind of the day was dragging a little bit. So we often just used to put music on and dance around the kitchen or have a sing or any of those kind of things. So just moving to music is really, really good for our babies as well. It's great for stimulating their balance and coordination systems. And it's great just for that kind of closeness and bonding, you know, having a cuddle, having a dance, being a bit silly. Um, it's really good for, for that kind of attachment. Um, and also developing a bit of musicality as well, just moving, moving to music. So that's really, really easy thing to do.
0: And it is great for mums too, especially when it feels like the day has gone for 48 hours. Especially if you haven't had much sleep and you've been up since 4. I've just got a couple for the, the other senses that tend to get a bit
1: um, forgotten almost in terms of, of or people think they're harder to stimulate. They so touch. A really easy one is lots of different fabrics. If you've got lots of different fabrics around your house, take your baby to those fabrics and allow them to feel them, to touch them, and describe what they feel like so they know that it might be shiny or rough or silky or um, fluffy, any of those kind of things. And you can have different fabrics in a treasure box so they can explore them as long as they're safe and not too long So to, or potential choking hazard smell one that i always used to do with my baby and people did give me strange looks was when we were around the supermarket we would go to all the in the fruit and veg section we'd go around and i'd let him smell the different herbs or the fruits and things like that as we were putting them in the basket so he was he was smelling that and it's really easy to do that when you're cooking as well start introducing babies to different smells and the things so if you're cooking with lemon and garlic let them smell the lemon and the garlic, and, and see if they show a preference to anything in particular.
0: So there's some great ideas to try at home there. Now, you run baby sensory classes. What does attending a baby sensory class offer exactly?
1: So baby sensory It's a program that was originally from the UK, um, written by a an expert in child development called Dr. Lynn Day. So it's, the program's actually based on first, over 35 years of research into child development and baby development. So it's got a very solid foundation and basically what we do in our baby sensory classes is we provide lots and lots of sensory activities and experiences for parents and babies to share that are all designed to help promote development in the it's for the baby to attend. The idea behind Baby Sensory is not to make baby geniuses or if you come to Baby Sensory your child's going to be school captain and prime minister or any of those things. <laughs> it's about providing opportunities um for babies to make those beautiful connections in that first year within their brains that lay the solid foundations for future learning and development making future learning and development just that little bit easier so when a baby's born it's kind of amazing though connecting their brains like a very sparsely tree forest there's not many trees in there but as they experience more and more and more the forest becomes more dense with um trees and all those connections are there as foundations for future learning. And the connections that they use will get stronger and the ones that they don't need anymore um, will be pruned back to make the brain more efficient. So the idea behind Baby Sensory is to provide a learning environment for both parents and babies. So babies get to experience all these beautiful sensations and experiences with our lovely equipment, which is all um, approved and tested and um, beautifully clean. We have very high standards of cleanliness. And parents get to learn about how certain activities are helping their babies for development, and also how amazing their babies are, what is actually going on in their baby's brain. So every activity that we do is accompanied by developmental information. So we might do an activity with bubbles, and we'll explain that that's really good for vision because it's good for, it helps with that visual tracking. It's really good for the sense of touch, see the bubbles bursting on the skin, all all kinds of things like that. So. Everything we do, we do it for a reason and we tell you what that reason is, which so means the parents can then go home and have a really good idea of the sort of things that they can do with their babies when they're playing that will help with um, with their baby's learning and development, but also to give them a bit of confidence. Um, as you said at the beginning, there's lots of parents out there that don't know what they should be doing with their babies or how to play with their babies. This is just, we give lots and lots of ideas to play at home that don't cost, massive amounts of money for expensive toys that might get used for, you know, two weeks and and then not used again. So it's it's all about, for us, empowering parents with knowledge, really, so that they can be their their child's first and best teacher. So the way that our classes are structured, we have 20 minutes of structured activities led by our um, fully trained class leaders. Then we have 20 minutes of free play time in our exploratory play area. So we have a big play area set up with lots and lots of different toys. Um, And then we have another 20 minutes of activities. But that 20 minutes in the middle is a great opportunity for parents to connect with others, um, share the war stories about the weaning or the midnight waking up and all of those kind of things, and really start to build that village, especially here in Australia. There's a lot of people that don't live near their families, whether they've moved into state for work or whether, like myself, we've come from overseas and and, and maybe now our home. There's a lot of people that haven't got family down the road. So to be able to build connections with people who are going through the same thing that you are, Valuable and I know it's is a big part of, of what has made my parenting journey easier is having people who understand what you're going through, who are going do the same thing as you, and who can help them provide advice um, that maybe is harder to get because I haven't got my mum down the road, so. Our classes are designed for babies from birth to 13 months. I think okay. the youngest student ever had come along is about three days old. It's It's crazy. Really, I would say as soon as you are ready to get out of the house, come along and uh, find your local class and, and go along and, and um, see if baby sensory is is for you. The first three years, I, I, I said that the first um, year, obviously there's all that massive brain development and babies brain several in volume from birth to one year. A lot of that development is actually in the first three months. So it's a great time if you are ready to get out, to get out and about and, and get some of those ideas to play with your baby at home. Um, if, you, if you've missed, you know, if your baby's older than three months, you haven't missed anything or any opportunities, then, you know, you can learn at any age. Baby so brains make between a million and two million connections every second. Which is just crazy, the amount of what is going on there um, and and all that development. And yeah, it's just Really a great opportunity to get out, socialise, meet people and learn some new stuff about how amazing your baby is.
0: Now, also, I just want to digress slightly. Tell us a little bit about the work you're doing with Miracle Babies. Yeah, so Miracle Babies are our partner
1: charity in Australia. So we decided that we wanted to do something that that makes a difference to to even more families across Australia. We decided to partner with Miracle Babies and the Miracle Babies Foundation and we'll be running a superhero census on in March. So, well, for anyone who doesn't know what the Mercy Baby Foundation do, they support families who are spending time or have spent time in neonatal units with either very premature or sick babies when they were born. The experience of having a very premature baby or a sick baby on birth, it's nothing you can't prepare for. it. It's at a time where you're you going to have uh, this beautiful birth and, you know, this baby that you're going to have, be able to hold for it after birth and take them home. And... And for these families, it's an incredibly stressful time, um, full of uncertainties, often when they're away from their families, depending on where they're, they're from. Um, and what the miracle babies do is they provide information and support to families that are going through and spending time in neonatal units. And then also afterwards, because some of these children have complex medical needs going forward, um, by providing nurture groups for peer support so that families can get together And also advocate for these families in hospitals to make, just to make that neonatal journey a bit. A bit easier. So really they're all about creating community, which fits in very well with what, what we do, is all about creating community and supporting families. So in March, we decided to run a special charity event for them. So our classes across Australia and New Zealand. So in New Zealand, we're supporting a different charity called the Trust. We'll be running a special baby sensory and toddler sense class that will be superhero themed because we want to support these little superheroes that are going through their neonatal journey. And we'll be running raffles and donating some of the fast fees. From, from those events and aiming to raise as much money and, and awareness as we can for these fantastic charities so, yeah, we've got information on our website as well. There'll be a big sign picture of a baby dressed up like a
0: superhero. Okay, so anyone wanting to find out more, they can go to www.babysensory.com.au or toddlersense.com.au. All of the links are also on our site at littlerockersradio.com.au. And if you're wanting to find out more about Miracle Babies, you can just jump on to the Baby Sensory website as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Becky. Thank you for having me. That was Becky Hughes talking to us about our baby's sensory development. Thank you for listening.